Welcome to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yao Keown, mum, FIFO wife, MBA, coffee lover, survivor superfan, and creator of the email experience. In Easy Email Marketing, you'll benefit from my nearly 20 years experience where I'll be teaching you all the tips, tricks, and insider info on how to create feel-good, non-spammy experiences for your subscribers. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back to the Easy Email Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Yael Keown, and today's episode is all about how not to be annoying in your email marketing. Now, this episode may come across as a bit tongue-in-cheek at times, but honestly, it is still the biggest hurdle that I see my clients and email experience students need to get over in order to start making progress because, frankly, it's an easy excuse. If you don't feel like writing that email or opening up that software and facing a little bit of tech, then it's so easy to talk ourselves out of it and justify it by saying, oh, I don't want to be annoying or oh, there are already too many emails or I'm not a good writer. So why would anyone want to hear from me? So through this episode, I really want to show you some practical and strategic ways for you not to be annoying so that you can feel better about sending those emails. And really, it's about bringing logic to an emotional decision because often it's the emotion that stops us from sending these emails. Of course, this will always be there. And I do really encourage you to really stop and think anytime the thought, I don't want to be annoying, comes up. So anytime you see that go, oh, what would Yale say? Honestly, that's what I want you to think. But every time it does, I want you to instead replace it with a different belief, you know, that you are here to show up and serve and support your subscribers or that you're sending amazing content that your subscribers need to know about. Or instead, think about that one subscriber that is just waiting for that message that they need to hear right now. Think about those people, focus on that stat and don't Try to get yourself all worked up about the one or two people that might not enjoy those emails. But of course, they can always unsubscribe, right? And if you are doing list cleanup on a regular basis, you'll be removing those people from your world too. So I recommend you might actually want to come back to this episode anytime you are feeling this because sometimes we just need that reminder. We need that reassurance. Um, Or it might just be thinking about, okay, that little strategic tweak that you need. There might be a logical reason why you worry about being annoying, like sending existing offers to, so sending offers to existing customers. And we'll talk about some of those things specifically. So this may be one you come back to time and time again, especially if you start getting into that thought process, maybe bookmark this episode um, because sometimes we just need that extra pep talk just to get that kick up the bum to actually do what we need to do to grow our business. But before I get stuck into all that goodness, I did want you to let you know about two key things coming up this week. So first on Wednesday, the 15th of March, so that's this Wednesday, this episode drops on the Monday, I'm hosting a free live masterclass called Beyond Newsletters, the five simple email marketing strategies that will skyrocket your sales. And when you register, you'll also get access to three bonus trainings, all as part of the email extravaganza. At the time of publishing this episode, all three trainings will be live. So as soon as you register, you'll get a link to all three of them and you will be able to watch and enjoy and just get so much out of it. So there's one about email marketing myths, some of the mistakes you're making and the time savers. So much value, all for free. Um, plus, of course, that masterclass. Even if you can't make that masterclass live or you want to and you can catch the replay, um, make sure to register now at yalekeown.com forward slash beyond. I hope to see you there or on the replay. Then 
Also on Wednesday, this masterclass is leading up to the opening of the doors to the email experience, which if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know all about, but doors will be opening for one week only. So if you're listening to this episode on or beyond Wednesday, the 15th of March, make sure to head to yaokion.com forward slash experience and take up the opportunity to work with me for a full 12 months to help you set up a strategic email marketing ecosystem that turns new subscribers into paying clients and customers on autopilot, minus the boring, minus the tech headaches, all of that stuff. So make sure to head to yaokion.com forward slash experience before March 22nd. Okay. With that said, let's get stuck into how not to be annoying an email. And first, let me just cover off some pretty obvious ones. These are the things I know you are likely already not doing, because if you are listening to an episode like this, I trust that you're already hesitant to send emails for fear of what others will think. And to me, the fact that you are worried about not being annoying automatically means you are not being annoying. Those who really don't give a shit, don't give a shit. (laughs) And so they would just do whatever. And I know if you're listening to this, if you're part of my world, you are not one of those people. But let's cover off these super quickly so you know a bit of my philosophy behind email marketing. So the first thing I don't want you to do is to send 17 emails in four days. Note, I didn't say don't send too many emails because, of course, the definition of too many emails varies. But if you are worrying about sending an email a day for five days and thinking that's annoying, um, when it's not, if that's particularly when someone wants to hear from you, I do want to remind you that there are people out there who are sending 17 emails in four days. I have had this happen when I first signed, joined someone's list and they were just full on into the sale. I kind of let it go. You know, I was like, I could unsubscribe here, but I'm going to see how many emails <laughs> that this person will send out. So I will talk in more detail a little bit about frequency later in the episode, but I did just want to give this reassurance that what you think is too many is probably not um, compared to what a lot of people are doing. You know, yes, inboxes are busy, but I guarantee you there are a lot more social media posts out there than emails. So do not stress too much. But yeah, just don't send 17 in four days. The second thing is resending to unopens after only a couple of hours. Resending to unopens is a fantastic strategy to use on a, you know, occasional basis. I like to save it for the really juicy, really important ones. Um, so I do get it. You have something really important you want to say, and there, there could even be a bit of a deadline. But do you really need to send me the exact email, just with a different subject line, just two hours after you send the last one? I've seen like really well-renowned entrepreneurs do this, and it bugs me so much because often they're in America. So what am I doing when I receive the first email? Sleeping. <laughs> so give people a chance to read the first email in the first place. So I like to wait at least 24 hours, depending on the urgency of the email. Number three, please don't make it hard to unsubscribe. Don't add hoops that people need to jump through. Make the the button really obvious. Heck, sometimes I put it right at the top of my emails because if people don't want my emails, I don't want to be sending them to them. I'm not holding anyone hostage here. You know, you don't want to be emailing people that don't want to hear from you. In fact, those people that don't want to hear from you, we do want to let them go because, again, they're taking up subscriber accounts. It can damage our deliverability if they're not opening. We should be doing a list cleanup, you know, for that very reason. But some some people still make it very hard to unsubscribe and I don't understand it. Why should I have to submit an extra form? Just let us go. I don't need that. Are you sure? Are you really, really sure? (laughs) Just let them go. They can always join again later. Number four. 
is sending emails to people who didn't opt in. So I'm sure you've seen this cold emailing trend um, where at least daily, not only do I get ones from my contact form, but I just get people who found my email address somewhere and just are writing emails about, you know, who he can SEO optimize your website. Um, and, you know, I've kind of been following, I've been on TikTok um, more recently in the last few months, and I see so many things about, you know, how I make a lot of money doing email marketing or how, you know, I make $1,000 a day doing email marketing and I don't need to talk to anyone. And I'm like, seriously, <laughs> people are like talking about, in those instances, like getting onto one of these cold sales, you know, reaching out to people um, that giving give permission. That is not what email marketing is, not what genuine email marketing is. So we only send emails to people who have given us permission to send those emails, explicit um, permission. So they have checked a box at checkout or they have signed up a form and said, yes, I want to hear from you. So I trust that you're not doing any of those four things, but I did want to put them in there just in case. So with that said, even if you are doing all the right things by the law and also just generally being a good ethical human being and just, you know, thinking of people, um, what can you do to feel less annoying even still? And note I said feel because unless you are doing one of the above, then likely you aren't really being annoying. It's just more about what you feel versus your subscribers. So that language is intentional. But there are four tips um, that I want to share with you to make you feel less annoying. Tip one is to send your subscribers what they want. Now, this might sound obvious, but sometimes we really forget this key point. So I have a question for you. How did your subscriber join your list? What did they sign up for? Did they sign up for a discount? If they did, they are likely interested in buying from you. Did they tick the box at checkout? then they are likely interested in buying from you again. Did they check a box that said, you know, a general sign up to get tips and exclusive offers? Then they are interested in getting tips and exclusive offers. You know, I know this sounds a little bit obnoxious and I hope it's not coming across this way, but if it is any of these things, then you have full permission to send them offers and product releases and, you know, if they're on a wait list to send them the offer for your program, because that is what they signed up for. That's what they want. People aren't stupid. <laughs> you know, people aren't ticking boxes saying they want to receive emails and then, you know, just going, oh, someone sent me an offer when I check the box. Like they want those offers. They want to know these things. So send them, <laughs> you know, send them. Please do. You've got full permission to do so. That doesn't mean 17 in four days. But it just means, okay, yes, I have permission to sell to these subscribers. And of course, we'll talk about other ways you can add value. But yeah, it doesn't mean you have to stop sales. But of course, there's the other scenario. What if they sign up for some sort of lead magnet, like a top tips download or a swipe file or a free training? In that case, it's likely they want help with a particular challenge or frustration or they want a certain outcome or they have a desire. So in that instance, it's important that you give that extra nurturing and education and information or motivation. So again, give them what they want. They want tips. They want hacks. They want advice. They want pep talks. They want motivation. They want insights. They want all of that good stuff. So you need to obviously give that to them. But of course, again, selling is also serving. And the best way you can help someone is by them buying your product or booking your service or joining your program. 
So it's important that you let them know about that as well. So giving your subscribers what they want. So think about what they signed up for. And if they signed up for something which is a clear indication that they're interested in buying from you, you are not being annoying by sending them that content. If they are asking for help with a challenge and which they have indicated to you by signing up to this lead magnet, to this freebie, and you send them something that helps them, you are not being annoying. And if they're thinking that, then there's something twisted. They can always unsubscribe. As we said, we've made the unsubscribe really obvious. They can always leave at any time. If this is what they have wanted and you're sending it, then you are delivering on a promise effectively. If you're not sending anything, then you're pretty much, you know, ignoring them, which is kind of a little bit rude. Okay, (laughs) tip number two is to prioritize connection, engagement, and nurturing. So I've given my rant on permission to sell. And I, of course, don't want to discount the value of still showing up regularly in someone's inbox to provide them with amazingly helpful or inspiring content. So from a strategic point of view, we do want to be sending emails that people want to read. So they open them. So if, they were, if we're sending great emails with something really helpful or motivational or just something that makes us laugh or smile, people will want to open those emails. And then when we send that sales email, then they'll likely open those ones too. It's just how strategy works. We also want to provide plenty of opportunities for engagement within those emails so they're clicking and replying. Um, This helps with deliverability so that when we're doing those promotions, your emails will actually appear in the inboxes. But of course, it also helps with general goodwill and people genuinely wanting to hear from you. We're all about building that connection. Another thing, of course, this helps with is consistency. So unless you have product lines coming out like every month, which I know some people do, and if that's the case and people are actively buying and you can tell by your stats that just literally saying, here's my new releases and here's occasional special offers or featured products, and they're just buying off that and it's working, go for it. But for those of you that don't, you don't need to feel like, you know, you have to just talk about the same thing over and over and over again. You know, if you have just a few select products or you provide a service or you run a program, you know, it's important to be showing up consistently between promotional periods so that your subscribers are used to hearing from you. Because another big thing I see is people going, oh, I don't really have anything to say right now because I'm not promoting. But what can happen is if you don't promote for three months, they haven't heard from you for three months. And then the only time they hear from you again is when you're asking them to do something. We need to prioritize this connection, this engagement, this nurturing and give and give this value. So then you aren't just appearing out of nowhere. You're here regularly as a friend in their inbox. You have been giving that um, value. You have been engaging with them. It's been building a bit more of a two-way relationship. Hopefully, you've been getting some replies. You've been having some conversations. You're not just appearing out of nowhere. So putting in those elements of engagement, also just making sure you're showing up with the value, that will definitely prove, at least to yourself, that you are not being annoying because you're like, here's, I'm sending good stuff. And people are replying, people are clicking, people are engaging. You know, that's not being annoying. Okay, tip number three is to send the right emails at the right time. So this is where email marketing gets really fun because, you know, unlike social media where we just put out a post and it's for everybody, we can send these things at the right time for the right people. So there are obviously times when people are more, inclined to engage or to buy, and there are times that they're not. 
And that's where email automation comes in. And once you understand the power of this, all of a sudden, you aren't as reliant on sending those regular campaigns through the year. So you could set up some of these things that I'm going to mention in a moment to run on autopilot so that in the background, these things are running so that if you miss a week or two weeks on your regular campaigns, you aren't missing out on the opportunities. So I see your regular campaigns as kind of just, you know, your quick touch points, your quick opportunities to get engagement, to, you know, revive people, just to keep touch base. You're just doing these little, I'm just checking in, checking in, checking in without using that exact language. Obviously, you're providing the value. Whereas the automations are like, oh, they've replied or oh, they've taken some action that shows me they are more interested. And these do a lot of the heavy lifting. So a few examples of this are your welcome series. So again, when someone first signs up, they are looking for a solution to a problem or they're looking for that discount code to buy. So sending more emails. So again, this comes back to the frequency. So even if you did send an email a day for five days, that's okay because they're looking for a solution to a problem in that moment. And if you can send them information or tips or an offer that helps them solve that problem, you're helping them, right? You're not being annoying because you're helping them solve that challenge instead of going, you know what? I'm just going to wait and I'm just going to have a week between emails. But that person wants help now. They're interested now. So send them that information now. Second to this could be something like a content funnel. And I've got a whole episode about content funnels. Um, But this is basically a best of tour of your content after someone's gone through that first welcome series with you. So this could be where you've automated an email a week for like 12 weeks, four weeks, 20 weeks, whatever it is. And it could be like a best of tour of your past email content or of your blog content, something that you want your new subscribers to know. So they might not be getting your regular campaigns yet. This is all just about giving, showing them the best stuff. Um, again, giving the value, you might include occasional calls to action here, but it shows at least your new subscribers are being looked after um, and they've had that, you, you cater for those people that just need that bit more time to make a decision. Then, of course, we've got your sort of more sales focused um, automation, things like abandoned cart. Obviously, when someone's just an abandoned cart, they're more likely to buy from you. So we can do things with that. Browse abandonment is another one, and this works for products as well as services. So if someone could view a sales page, a product page, a services page, and you've got their email address because they've previously opted in, you can follow that up with either a um, automated email or it could be a personal email. You could get a notification. You could say, I'm going to reach out to this person. Of course, there's also post-purchase, which could include upsells or it could just be about providing amazing customer service and saying, this is how you can use your products or this is what you can expect when you work with me. There's also replenishment reminders or rebooking reminders when someone is likely to, it's the right timing for them to be purchasing or booking in with you again. Or there's customer winbacks where it's been a while since they've purchased and you might say, you know what, here's a special offer to come back. So this is all about the right emails at the right time. So we can get away a little bit more on not sending more promotions and stuff through just regular blasting everybody, but instead just focusing on the people where it's like, "Mm, the timing's right. The timing's right here. Okay. Tip number four, send emails to the right people. And this is doubly true for you if you have different offers that suit different members of your audience. So one of my biggest resistances that I hear is that you don't want to email everyone everything because it just might not be relevant to everyone. You know, because it's annoying to get emails or get information that's not relevant to us. Maybe, sometimes. Um, You know, most people 
I think, just kind of go, oh, yeah, that's not relevant. I'll just delete that or, un- or I'll unsubscribe. Um, but I, I see this a lot. And this can be fixed so easily just using simple segmenting or tagging. So this is all about, so for example, identifying clients or customers and excluding them from a campaign. Because a big one I hear is, oh, I don't want to send this offer to people who have already purchased it. I mean, that's so easy. Just identify them and don't send it to them and send it to everyone else. So I talk a bit about this in the previous episode about my email marketing hacks. That's one of the hacks. And another one of the hacks is asking for a third field at sign up and getting some sort of category information. So whether, you know, what type of customer they are, what they're interested in, or what stage they're at. So again, check out that episode. But you can also, but based on this information, you can send automation emails just to one group of people, or you can send have an email that's relevant only to one category, then not sending it to everyone. So for example, if I have a really e-commerce specific topic or email that I am sending out, I will exclude my services people and my digital programs people. They won't get it. But the people who've said I'm an e-commerce business and the people who haven't said anything and I'm not sure, they will get um, the the e-commerce email. Um, so you can also take this another level by asking them. I know it, it's groundbreaking, but you can ask them what they want. So I do this with this podcast. So I recognize that not everyone wants to know when a new podcast episode comes out, but they might want to be kept in the loop on the latest email marketing news or just hear my random thoughts and opinions on different stuff. So in every podcast email, I have an option in that email to someone say, I don't want to receive the podcast emails, but I want to stay on your list for everything else. We can give people the choice. And a big one that I definitely recommend you do is also doing this during promotions. If you're a launch-based business, especially because yes, it can be uncomfortable sending more emails, more sales emails during a promotional period. But when you're sending more of these emails because you're in some sort of promotion, just having that little option there that says, if you don't want to receive these emails, click here and I will unsubscribe you from just these emails. I won't send these ones to you, but when it's back to normal programming, you'll still be getting the stuff and maybe later they'll come back around. So you can put these in and that solves that problem because you're giving people more choice, more say about what they want. And it just takes a few simple tweaks. Okay. I feel like I've gone really, really ranty in this email, in this episode. So quick recap on those four tips. One is sending subscribers what they want. And the big hint about what they want is what do they sign up for? Tip two is to prioritize connection, engagement, and nurturing. So make sure you are including those emails throughout your strategy through the year. Tip three is to send the right emails to the right people at the right time. And that's all automation. And four is send emails to the right people. So that's about segmenting and just knowing your key groups. You don't have to know everything about your audience, but you need to know a few key things about who's a customer, who's not, who wants to receive this promotion, who doesn't, what category they are, and perhaps what they um, you know, are interested in, in terms of the content that you're sending. If you know a few key things, you can all of a sudden just tailor your experiences so much more. So we all do worry about being annoying emails because we have experienced annoying email practices. It is it is the truth. I'm not going to deny that there's some dodgy stuff going on. But what one or two people do to disrespect the privilege of showing up in someone's inbox should not write off the whole thing. I mean, so many people do dodgy things with Instagram, for example, like tagging you without permission cold messaging, you know, how many of these, I want to feature you in this this PR thing do I need to get? You know, we find that annoying. Yet we don't blame the tool. We don't blame Instagram. Okay, yep, that's annoying. The practice is annoying. But we don't blame Instagram for it. 
we blame, you know, that person. And that might be what worries us. But the same thing can be said for email. The tool itself is not bad or annoying. It's how we use it that can be. And if you're following the tips in this, like, really, you are not. And I trust that you are wanting to make it an as amazing experience for your subscribers as possible. And hopefully some of these tips in this episode have helped you uncover ways in which you can do that. So if this is all sounding a bit overwhelming, I know I've gotten very ranty. I know I've provided a lot of tips in here and you might not know where to begin, but two things I just want to share. One, just start with one thing. Choose one thing. I like if identify the thing that's stopping you most and try to eliminate that. So if it is the thing, I just don't want to be emailing customers something that they've already purchased. How can you say, how can you identify them in your system? But two, of course, I'm going to mention joining the email experience. So I have email lessons on all of this and I guide you through how we can do this through the five email experiences, how we can do these automations, how we can set up out, how we can set up the back end of our systems to make this easy for you. Um, so I can provide you with all of that support and help you map out exactly what experiences you want to provide, which subscribers and how <laughs> to achieve it in a short amount of time, minus all that tech headache. If you're interested, head to yalehion.com forward slash experience and join us now before doors close again on March 22nd. Also, of course, if you catch this before Wednesday the 15th, um, make sure to register for the Beyond Newsletters Masterclass. And I'll be going deeper into a couple of the things we mentioned um, in this episode. Some of these strategies, I'll go a little bit deeper and perhaps be answering specific questions that you have. Um, so you can register for that at yalekeown.com forward slash beyond. I hope to see you in one of those places. Thank you so much for joining me today. I would love to hear also from you about what you've enjoyed from this episode, what you want to know more about in future episodes. So please let me know. Over on Instagram, I'm at Yale Keown, all one word, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Easy Email Marketing. It's an absolute honor that you chose to listen. If you love this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review so that others can find this podcast and make their email marketing easy too. Finally, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Until next time, have an awesome day and make sure to keep showing up and serving in those inboxes.